Hey everybody, what's up? This is Blake, your host, and this is The Diary of a Mad Black Man. Hey y'all, what's going on? It's Blake the Millennial coming to you with another episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man. So today's episode, we're going to talk in depth about this recent T.I. controversial statement that he made on a podcast. Um, One, because he made it on a podcast and I'm like a podcaster now, so I thought it was really cool that I talked about something on another podcast. But we're also going to talk about what he said and what it means and just I'm going to share my ideas and my thoughts on that. Um, as well as we're going to talk about Summer Walker. Summer Walker is a up-and-coming artist, or I don't know if I would say up-and-coming, but she's an artist, um, nonetheless. Um, somebody who has also been very public and open about her challenges with mental health. Um, I'm going to talk about, um, just her experience, what she's sharing, kind of related back to my, found a really dope article that I want to reference as I talk about Summer Walker and kind of what she's going through. Um, as well as a life update. Yes, I know I'm late, but we're going to get into it. So we're going to figure, we're going to talk about all of this stuff. So we got a good episode coming today, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Blake the Millennial, and let's get into it. All right, so we're back and we're getting to another episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man. And today we have a very interesting topic that I'm going to talk about. T.I., the king of the South, uh, a rapper, a philanthropist, a community activist that I look up to and that I have a lot of respect for. Um, I've been following T.I. for a very, 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 very long time. I mean, some of his music has really inspired me, has motivated me, has just been a good vibe to bump to riding down the highway through the streets of the many cities I've lived. Um, And so with all due respect, today's um, thoughts and ideas, I mean, I don't agree with what he said. So um, if you don't know already, T.I. essentially said that he goes to the gynecologist with his daughter to have her hymen checked. And you know what? We're going to try something today. We're going to try and see if I could play the audio. We're going to see if I could. Let's see how good these these editing audio skills, audio editing. We're we going to try this out. We're going to see how this works. So, hey, Ty, let me see if I get this audio in here, y'all. Just to check her height. Oh. We'll sit down and the doctor will come and talk. And, you know, the doctor's maintaining a high level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, sir, in order for me to share information, I say, Deja, they want you to sign this. Then they come and say, okay, uh, I just want you to know there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken. Bike riding, other forms of athletic physical activity. Yeah, so that was T.I. on the podcast. I believe it's Ladies Like Us, the podcast that he's on. And so he was guest speaking on this podcast, and he brought this up, saying how, I mean, he goes to the gynecologist with his daughter to have her hymen checked. Now, 
for me, I think that's just absolutely ridiculous. I think that I'm, and let me also preface it with this: I'm not a father. I don't have no kids, and so. I think that once you actually step into that role, some people may feel different because I'm also referencing um, the Breakfast Club uh, for this article and kind of my thoughts um, for something that Charlemagne said. He was like, you know, as a father, you know, you always want to protect your daughter. And it's kind of this natural instinct within yourself to want to protect your daughter and make sure she's, you know, well protected. Now that they're having sex, you know, having boys, you know, chase her and things like that. And for me, I find this to be... Let me say slightly because it is problematic for a number of reasons. One, I don't feel that it's a healthy relationship to have with your daughter. To it, and, and it, I'm saying this from based on the tone and how Ti said what he said. You know, here sign this. They want you to sign this paper. Versus, is it okay if I come in with like? It's like. He's demanding that he knows certain things about her body. He's demanding that he's like policing her body in a certain way. And I don't feel that that's healthy. I don't feel that that's something that should be involved in a father-daughter relationship. And again, this is in all due respect to T.I. and how he runs his family. It's just for me, in my opinion, I wouldn't want to police my daughter's body like that. I don't think it's fair how... You know, as a parent, you feel that you have the right to go to a doctor where there are laws and legalities around exchanging medical information, medical, you know, results and things like that. With Like, there's laws surrounding this stuff, so why would you force yourself to... Or, or force your involvement or force, you know, your daughters to give you this knowledge. I think um, a healthier way, in my opinion, would be to just have that opening, have an open and honest relationship with your daughter. Um, and this is not just speaking to just T.I., this is more so just me and me speaking about a black man and what it means to be a father. I think it'd be healthier just to have an open and honest relationship with your daughter to where if she thinks she wants to have sex, she can come to you and talk about it. If she does start to have sex, she can come to you and talk about it. And if she does want you to go to the gynecologist with her and release all the information that, you know, comes from her visit to the gynecologist, if she wants to do that, allow her to do that. And you should be building your daughter up to have the confidence, um, the self-esteem and self-esteem. And also just the ability and the desire to want to come to you and to want to share those things with you. I think that that would be a little bit more healthy versus saying, oh, no, sticky note on the dough. Tomorrow, gyno, 930. Yeah, you know what it is. Hyman better be intact. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like that was a bit too much. Um, another thing that struck me as odd um, which was he doesn't police his sons like this, or he's not as strict with his sons um, in this way. His sons are under the age of 18. And so for me, um, I find this to be problematic as well because, one, why would you feel it's not as important for your son to be protected versus your daughter? And I think it also leads to this kind of ideology that boys naturally know what to do when it comes to their sexual health and sexual activity and it also leads to like me to think okay so your son's 
15, 16 years old, whose 15, 16-year-old daughter, Jaime, is he breaking? You know what I'm saying? Like, why aren't you concerned about how he's respecting other women and somebody else's daughter? You know what I'm saying? So the same things that you kind of want as a father, the same kind of protections that you will want for your daughter, I think you should instill that within your son as well so that way there are more men out there who respect you know the woman's body or you know whatever she or her hymen or however she want to you know say it but i think that there that it should we should start to end that double standard especially when it comes to sex and sexuality because boys need to be protected just as much I think that um, there are guys that are, you know, who engage in sexual acts or have things done to them sexually. And a lot of times it's not as openly talked about. They're afraid to talk about it or they don't know how simply because of ideologies like this. Like most parents, this isn't just T.I. I'm not going to let this all fall on the, the king of the South shoulders because I, and I still have a lot of respect for, for T.I., you know, for his, I mean, not for his comments, but because of who he is and the fact that he's been open and honest. And I've seen him grow and transform, not just as an artist, but as a man. Um, but I'm going to disagree with this and, and further is because, of, you know, he doesn't do the same for his son. Like, how you know there's not somebody out here, you know, doing things to your son that he doesn't necessarily like, but because he's more sexually free, he may be, it may be acceptable for him to have sex, you know, it's just, it's just such a double standard, and I just don't like that, how, um, you know, boys are just allowed to be these sexually promiscuous beings, and we're not taught or told how to control it, how to engage with it, how to facilitate it in a healthy way. Um, I think that, you know, to bring more balance and more, not discourse, but to bring just another perspective to the conversation, I think had he have said something along those lines as well as something he does for his son, I think it it might, might have come off not as harsh, but to just say that you know, you're more protective of your daughter. I think that that is something that, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a toxic parenting trait that I don't, that I don't agree with, you know, as somebody who grew up in a, in a household with me being the son and my sister being the girl and seeing how things were done for her differently and versus with me, like it, it does have an effect on us, but I think at the end of the day, this kind of idea of protecting your child and wanting them to be sexually healthy and engaging, because I'm, I'm assuming that that's where T.I. is coming from, is that if his daughter, because I believe he says something along, you know, if she does have sex or she wants to have sex, something like that, you know, it's something that their conversation is going to be had, and I think that that's, you know, the first step to really creating a healthy environment, a safe space for, you know, young people to come and confide in their parents. Um, moreover, I think that it should be equal. It shouldn't be just because, oh, my daughter's a girl, so I need to be more strict on her and not let her go out as much versus my son's a boy and he go do whatever he want. But it's like the boys that you don't want your daughter around are what your son's going to end up being like if you don't teach him the kind of the same things that you're teaching your daughter. And so, yeah, that's, I mean, at the end of the day, T.I. has a right to raise his daughter to have whatever traditions he wants with his daughter. Um, And nobody can tell him how or if he should do that. Um, However, 
people like me, people have their opinion, you know, and I just don't think it's right. I don't think it sends a good message. I don't think it sends a good teaching. And I think it's a double span standard, especially when you when you also at the same time simultaneously say you're not as strict on your son or your son's allowed to, you know, be more promiscuous or whatever it may be said. You know, I referenced, like I said, the Breakfast Club interview with Angelina. She said, you know how he doesn't do the same thing for a son. I'm just like, why not? Like, that's such a double standard. So... Yeah, that's just, I, 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 I'm never going to the gynecologist with my daughter to check her hymen, um, A, because I hope her mother is doing that, and B, if she does want me to go with her, I mean, I would go, but it wouldn't be like, yo, gyno, 9.30, you already know what time it is, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like that. But, um, something else, so we're gonna kind of change gears here, we're gonna talk about, my homegirl, Summer Walker, and kind of what's been going on with her. Um, and so if you're aware of it, you know, she's been very open. Summer Walker is a new R&B artist. Um, she has a lot of good songs, good music, great artists. But she's also very open about her challenges with mental health. And one of the most most recent things, I'm referencing an article on BBC News, Um and it says, you know, she canceled her U.S. T- her tours, well, her concerts that she had. Um, she had 29 uh, cities where she had scheduled to play, and she's only going to do nine of them at this point, according to this article. And um, some of the things she says is, um, it says, quote, this is what Summer Walker said, I am not going to be able to finish this tour because it doesn't really coexist with my social anxiety and my introverted personality. And and this isn't the first time I've heard about Summer Walker and her talking about her mental health challenges um, and things like that, but I do find it interesting that, um, you know, she's receiving flack for this. You know, she's receiving a lot, or a lot of backlash, per se. You know, people aren't supporting her, aren't respecting her wishes and her decisions. Um, She's been performing, you know, for, you know, at different shows and festivals. And one of the things that she does say is she hopes that people understand and respect her decision to cancel her remaining tour dates. Um, but people aren't necessarily giving her that. She's getting a lot of negative and nasty comments on social media, just a lot of backlash and things like that. And I just find that that's so unfair and, you know, how she's receiving such criticism for what it is that she's doing, even like in regards to her um her meet and greets that she does, you know, where she doesn't like give hugs or she doesn't feel comfortable um giving hugs or being affectionate with that many people. And overall, I think it really leads to the conversation around stigma in regards to her mental health. Um, and how p- there's still so much work that needs to be done. There's still so much more, com- so many more conversations need to be had. So much learning that that is required for people to feel comfortable to be open and honest and expressing what it is that they may be going through. I feel that a lot of people, specifically when it when we think about when we're speaking of entertainers, you know, a lot of people, and I've seen or kind of heard this trend, which is that people who may consider themselves fans or supporters may feel entitled to that person or feel that that person owes them something because they, you know, purchased a CD or a concert ticket or paid to go to the meet and greet or whatever it may be. And, you know, 
I don't think that that's true. I mean, these people don't owe you nothing because once you pay for their music or buy their item or, you know, whatever it is it may be, um, you know, whether it's a T-shirt or a concert ticket, once they give you that, then that's that on that. Now, I can understand people may be upset because they missed out on money, but where's the respect and, and, and just the human decency that goes to somebody who says, hey, I'm being challenged with this right now and I have to step away. I think people who are able to recognize and acknowledge that they cannot do something, that shows a certain level of strength and of awareness that is absolutely beautiful and commendable because most people will say, you know, the kind of idea in society goes, just push through, work hard, you'll make it, you'll be all right, never give up. But when you have someone like in in Summer Walker's case where it's like, yo, this is in this isn't going to work out for me. My social anxiety is going to be through the roof. I'm not really feeling this. You know, I don't want to, I, I don't want to do this. And people are not vibing with that. People are not okay with that. And I find that that's very, it's very disheartening. Um, at the same time, it's motivating for someone like myself because I've had mental health challenges. Um, I've had days and weeks and times and periods in my life where I have had to step away from things that I couldn't do or I couldn't be the Blake that everybody thought I was or I had to, you know, isolate myself or I've done things to, you know, try to, you know, in in efforts of self-care. But that lack of support, the fact that people are still going to talk about you and kind of demean you and you're going to receive backlash, I think that that comes on a multitude of levels, Um, especially if you're an entertainer in the public eye. I think that, you know, someone like Summer Walker may receive it in a much greater sense than I have up to this point or I will or I have experienced up to this point. Um, But yet I commend her for her bravery I'm very appreciative that she's another celebrity who is speaking out about the challenges that she's having. And the reason why I, I don't, I'm again, I'm a work in progress myself, but I really am also trying to not say suffering or struggling. I'd rather say mental health challenges because I feel like a challenge is something that can be overcome. I feel like a challenge doesn't have as negative of a stigma surrounding it. And so as I use this platform and use my own experiences and um, continue the conversation like with people in situations like with Summer Walker's going on, I want to constantly re- remind myself and remind you, the listener, that this is a process that we're all engaged in, I myself included. Um, I find myself at times, you know, having to catch myself or, you know, watch what I'm saying and how I'm saying it because I want to take the conversation in such a healthy and positive direction that I'm very critical of myself and how I engage with that um, and how I engage with people and just overall conversation. But Summer Walker, um, if you ever do hear this, I love you. I'm here for you. I appreciate you. And whatever it is you need to do to get yourself together, do just that because I've had to do that myself, um, especially um, when you feel that And then this is speaking from my own experience. At times I felt, you know, that there weren't people around that could help me or, you know, people can't support me or I didn't want to be a burden. So it does force you to kind of go into this like survival mode. And you, I I tend to isolate myself and, you know, do things that may not 
that may not in the past have been as productive or as healthy things to do, especially in these times of, you know, battling depression, you know, whatever it is that may have been challenged with at that time. But it's important um, for people to know and to understand that, you know, there are a lot of people out here that are faking a smile. There are a lot of people that are suffering from trauma, from, you know, a bad experience, a loss, depression, they're fearful of something, they're nervous, or maybe they're even envious of somebody else, or they're angry about something, and and they're suppressing that, and they're not really showcasing that, and they're having to deal with that internally. I, I myself have been one of those people, and as I continue to evolve, as I continue to grow, and as I continue to elevate myself, you know, these are things that, you know, people need to be aware of and people need to be more comfortable talking about. I know it seems very taboo and um, controversial to, you know, talk about mental health and mental health challenges, but it's necessary. And I know that my generation is going to be the generation of to wake up and to go to therapy. I I know I made a post not as long ago, which is the millennials are the generation of therapy because we've seen so much, trauma just in society in the world and that's not to say that any other um generation hasn't but i think that us being born into the social media area era and just the era that we live in and the climate we live in is not healthy and it's very obvious i mean turn on your television scroll down your timeline most news and stuff that's being reported is not positive news and so I, I do want to, um, again, say how much I respect and admire Summer Walker for being open and honest and transparent, and I hope it does help to elevate the conversation and to help other people um, to seek the resources and to seek the help they need, you know, to quit that job that's stressing you out or to leave that relationship that's not healthy for you or to um, move out of that state or city that is not going to help you grow or have the connection that you may need. You know, whatever it is that you may need to do to help yourself grow and move past these kind of roadblocks that may come, um, do that. And for myself, that has been what has helped me get to this place, which has been to constantly move and figure out what it is that I um, need to figure out, which has led me to where I am now, um, which going to kind of transition now into my life update. (laughs) So my life update, um, it kind of does have a lot to do with um, some of the things I've talked about um, so far, especially when it comes to uh, mental health and being challenged and by it and things like that. Um, So I'm going to start with some, I guess you could say okay news. I don't know if it's like Anywho, so I'm late. I know I'm late, y'all. I don't know if y'all noticed, but when I initially, I don't even know if I made this announcement, but whatever, we're going to say it now. So when I initially started my podcast, I was like, okay, how can I do this? What can I do? And I did it. The first episode was great. And like within the first day, I was like, we're ready to record another episode. And then so I really spent like that first week just like inundating myself with just podcast knowledge, watching videos, reading articles online. And one of the things that 
was most important about a podcast was the consistency of it. You have to be consistent. Then I started learning about podcasts that only drop once a month. There's some podcasts that only do every two weeks. There's some podcasts that only do for certain, you know, holidays and even like there's so like the setup and the structure is so I mean it's all what you make it. So me at first I was I'm doing a bi weekly podcast. I'm dropping every Tuesday and Friday. I'm dropping an episode. Like it's just gonna be that easy, that much fun. Mind you, when I first started podcasting, let's remember, let's rewind a little bit because it has been, you know, a little a little minute. Not, I mean, not that long, but it's been a minute. It's been long enough that I kind of forgot and had to remember. I wasn't working when I first started doing this. So, of course, sitting around all day, every day, thinking about podcasts, recording podcasts, doing this stuff was something that, like, I was able to occupy my mind with. Well, since then, I've started back working. I've been back to work. I've been working about... A week now yeah a little over a week i started i officially went back to work on halloween so it's been about it's been a good two weeks um i've got one paycheck you know what i'm saying i'm not necessarily broke 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 like how i was but i mm, anywho that's not what this episode is about we're gonna continue this but since going back to work um and still trying to do what it is that i do i've noticed Let's talk about my physical, like, there was a time I was at work last week, and my knees, like, my knees, my knees, my knees were hurting. I could not believe that my knees were, like, throbbing to the level that they were. And at first, I was like, you good, bro, you know, it's just your first week back to work, you know, your first, you know, really long shift, kind of busy, you know, moving around a little bit. But then it got to a point where it was like, nah, bro, like, your knees are, like, really, really hurting. Like, if you don't go sit down for a second, you might end up with an even bigger problem. And that's one of the things that I've been really conscious of is that when my body is telling me something, I listen. And I literally, like, I was at work, I was like, I got to go sit down for at least five, ten minutes because my knees were, like, throbbing like every step I took it just like hurt so bad and I just couldn't believe it and it kind of freaked me out a little bit um not even gonna lie I was, I was a little scared a little very concerned but um sat down did some stretches and I think what it is is just that my body has not been used to moving I've been laying down a lot for like the past month and even though I've been back to work for a week I have to give my body time to adjust and get reacclimated. I've also noticed I have not had as much energy as I have been having. You know, I guess a part of it is my diet and what it is I've been eating. Um, but another part of it, I think, is just I haven't been up working, like, at all. Like, I haven't been working for eight, nine, ten hours. I haven't been having to be up, moving, going, doing, talking, you know, and in my line of work, cooking, cooking fries, and, you know, doing all that stuff. So, um, just not having the energy, the stamina to get through the day. But I also had a couple moments um, this past weekend where it was just like, <coughs> I just felt useless. I was like, what is this for? I'm not doing this. Like, even like Monday. Monday, I'll probably say was the worst. Because I had, I mean, I had meetings scheduled. I had reached out to another podcaster that I wanted to connect with. Reached out to somebody I'm going to collab with. Didn't do any of it throughout the entire day. <coughs> and, excuse me. 
But yeah, I completely just bombed that day and I slept most of the day. Because I was, oh, excuse me, I'm like yawning. I was so tired. I was just exhausted. And I don't, I know it's not depression. Because, and the reason why I'm able to say this is because I've been depressed before. And I know what that's like. And I know that this can kind of be like some of the beginning warning signs of it. But it's, I'm in like a weird space. It's not like I'm just like sad or upset or, you know, completely down. But I'm also not like super happy either over the moon, like really excited about anything. Um, so I'm mean, just kind of just this very neutral, nonchalant, like just stagnant space. Uh, which caused me to just be out of commission for a few days. Like, I literally kind of, I put my phone on, do not disturb. Um, that was Monday, which was a mistake. I shouldn't have did that because I definitely missed appointments, deadlines that I had set for myself. And so, as I grow in this podcast world and in this world in general, I have to realize that when I set a podcast for myself, I mean, not a podcast, I set a deadline for myself. I still have to meet that deadline as if somebody else gave it to me. Um, I think that because I'm doing this and I'm kind of, it's starting out, it's kind of like a hobby right now. I'm not taking it so serious, but, um, I received the email, like a random email. Like I have no idea who this person is. And I want to say it's like the, I want to say this is one of the very first, like just random responses I've received from a person. And they were just telling me how much they enjoy my podcast, how much it meant to them. And, you know, they hope I keep doing it. And I was like, wow, like, I mean, wow, you know, like that, I mean, it made me feel really, really good. And I was like, this is kind of like those moments I used to have as a teacher where, like, the student would come to me and they say, oh, Mr. Johnson, you're the best, or I really learned that. Or you have a parent come and they tell you, you know, how you've impacted their child or even their life or just made a difference in their family. And, you know, it feels good. And so... I have to get myself out of this funk that I was in for the past couple of days, specifically on Monday, because, I mean, if I'm going to be honest and share with you guys, I literally did not want to do anything. It was my day off. I mean, I had a meeting at work that I did not want to go to. Uh, the meeting, it was at like one o'clock. I got up. It was like 12.15. <laughs> I went to my meeting and I came back home and got back in the bed. Um, and yeah, I think because I've been allowing myself to do that so frequently, especially over the past month, that that was kind of like a, uh-oh moment. Like it was like a, a slip up because I know that I have stuff to do. I want to be productive. I am productive. I have the desire to do these things and to help grow and to help myself grow. And now I realize that. You know, I think I kind of mentioned this in, a, in another episode where I said, you know, what kind of responsibility or obligation am I going to have to my listeners? And with anything, you know, I'm realizing more and more that you, are, I do have an obligation to my listeners. I do have an obligation to continue to build this and to grow this if this is what I truly want. You know, if I don't want it or I don't want to be consistent, then, you know, do that and understand that those are going to be the results that you're going to get. And so for myself, um, that's not what I want because it's kind of traditionally been, oh my God, who is this calling me in the middle of me recording? <laughs> this is going to make for an interesting blooper that I'm not going to edit out of my podcast. 
But yeah, so I mean, you just got to do it. And so for myself, like I was saying, like, it's not like a depression or a sadness. I've been, it's just like a funk, like, like, I'm not like, like I said, like, I'm not like super sad or depressed or anything like that. Like, I'm not, I'm just like, ugh. like, I just feel like just meh, just. Like, I'm just here. I'm just, like, I go to work. I come home. You know what I'm saying? I have, I have my energy's kind of picked up, like, toward, like, now that I've been, like, a week or so in, like, a week plus in working. It's not as bad as it was the first couple of days. But then again, the first couple of days, I worked in a different environment within my company. So, I don't know if that had something to do with it. I mean, I mean, I don't know. The weather outside is, like, getting to be cold, 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 cold. So, it's just a lot going on, but I'm trying to push through. I'm not trying. I am going to push through, and I am going to continue to do this, continue to do great things, uh, continue to inspire myself and motivate others, um, speak about my health and having more of a holistic health journey and experience, and continue to build this platform um, really for everybody, specifically for black men. And I think that um, as you know, I continue to be open and honest on this platform, and I continue to share more about my experiences and life experiences, my hope is that it'll encourage other black men to, hey, you want to come on and be a co-host? Reach out. Is there something you want to talk about? Reach out. Let me know. You know, I got, you know, I have a young lady that I network with, you know, online the other day. I think we're going to do a good episode coming up. So <coughs> don't think my absence has been me just wallowing around doing nothing. I think that I spent a lot of time this towards the end of last week, um, and this weekend, you know, preparing for a big week and lots of stuff that happened this week. And then Monday came and it was like, it was like a dud. Like, nothing went how I wanted it to go. Like I guess I slept all day. I missed meetings and stuff like that. But you know what? We live to find another day. We're going to pick up. We're going to brush our shoulders off. We're just going to keep going. Because that's what this is. That's what life is about. You know, we have some good days, have some bad days, you know. And then again, at the end of the day, you're the only one who can define, you know, what a good or a bad day is, you know. So, it is what it is. But today, um, yeah, we're going to keep this episode kind of short, kind of simple. Um, not really going to go too long. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Pause. the Life. I mean, I mean, not life updates. Housekeeping. Housekeeping updates. So, what do I mean by housekeeping? Updates to the podcast. How this is going to flow. And you as my listener, if you're still here, you're still here. Means you really like my voice and you're going to really listen. So, I'm going to give you some updates on how this is going to go. So, the whole bi-weekly podcast, you dig? Out the window. (laughs) I'm not doing that. I'm not doing a two podcasts a week. I think that that's just too much right now. I think what I'll do, well... What I am going to do is I'm going to reserve the bi-weekly format for a special week or a special podcast. You know, like special events. Like, you know, I even have one of my uh, one of my people tell me, like, you you putting out too many too fast. I can't keep up. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, I think about it like, okay, it is like it ended up being like 45 minutes to an hour out of somebody's week. They may have to sit down. And, you know, you never know how. So, uh, again, I'm trying to bounce between what it is that I want, and also doing what's best for my listeners and my audience that I'm building and curating here. So, 
bear with me as I grow within that. I understand that that is a challenge that I'm having to deal with because if it, if I didn't care about y'all, like honestly, I would have dropped this podcast today. It'd probably been another two weeks before I drop one. Um, because another thing I've done that I want to share with you all is I've recorded like I think I have four or five episodes I recorded that I'm not gonna publish just yet because. I'm just not, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, moreover, I did read, well, I listened to another podcast on how he like backlogs or, or or keeps a big stock of podcasts. And so that way, even on weeks when he doesn't really feel like recording or, you know, having to go through and edit a podcast, he has one that is that he may not, that he could just put out. So he has something he could still release and put out. So that's kind of what I'm going to attribute the last week to. Uh, especially because I'm a little bit behind. The only reason why I'm behind is because I was supposed to publish an episode yesterday, which would have been Tuesday. Tuesday would have made it one week since I released it, since I released my last episode, and I didn't release one Friday, and I wanted to release one on Saturday, but then I got up on Saturday, forgot I had to work all day Saturday by the time I got home. It's, so it's just life is coming at me a little bit faster in the past week than I anticipated. So um, yeah. We're getting a hold of things, so we're still moving forward, and we're going to get this stuff done. Also, um, the deadline to release the next podcast. I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick to this deadline. I'm going to release on Tuesdays. Every t- Even though I know today's Wednesday, I'm going to make up and release. It's going to be on my last. I guess it would be within a week. Whatever, but Tuesdays. Tuesdays by noon. Every Tuesday by noon, I'm going to release a new podcast moving forward, whether it's something me talking about, you know, what may be a little popular controversial today, like T.I., his daughter, Hyman, or, you know, something a little more serious, not as, well, I don't know if you would say more serious or whatever, but anywho, but kind of like today's format, I really like that, the fact that I was able to talk about something that's, you know, prevalent in social media right now. I think I might do that a little bit more moving forward as well. Um, and yeah, you know, we're going to continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to be amazing, um, person. Hopefully I'm inspiring you to be an amazing and productive person as well. And be open and honest and candid about yourself, indulge in holistic health. And, oh yeah, another thing I want to share. Um, I think I gained some weight back. I gained like seven pounds. I don't know that for a hundred percent fact, but I can look at my body and I can tell I put some weight on. <laughs> um, I just want to share it with you all as well. But, um, yeah, that's kind of it for the life update. I think I'm going to go ahead and conclude this episode. It's a little bit shorter than normal. I, I guess it's 35, 36 minutes. I'm kind of good with that, you know. Whatever. We're going to rock it out. Um, again, I appreciate you all for listening. Thank you for supporting. Um, you can always follow me on Instagram at Blake the Millennial. Um, you can send me an email with any questions, comments, or feedback. Um, that's at Blake the Millennial at gmail.com. You can send me a voicemail by clicking in the description box below. Support this podcast by clicking the link in the description box below to subscribe or to, or to send me money once a month to help support my podcast. I do want to say another thing I'm going to add. Um, I'm probably going to get a microphone within the next couple weeks because I do notice how as I'm learning and growing in this audio recording industry, I guess you could say, whatever, podcasting, becoming a better podcaster, I think it would be better if I got a microphone. 
I don't have a microphone right now. So when you hear the little pops and clicks and and stuff like that that I'm learning that a microphone, a good quality microphone would um, eliminate, I'm going to invest in that. So, yeah, it's, it's going to come. But, yeah. Anywho, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Um, tell somebody about this podcast because it's going to be amazing, doing great things, helping other black men like myself learn and grow and just share as well as for other people who are not necessarily black men. You can learn from us, learn about our experiences. Or if you just want to escape for 35 minutes or so to an hour out of your week, you can listen right here. And I'm rambling, so I'm going to stop recording. And <laughs> thank you for listening. Y'all have a good one. See y'all next time on Diary of a Mad Black Man. We out. Peace and love.